1: Welcome back, everybody, to the bowl game edition of the Behind the Rails podcast. I am your host, Travis Miller of HammerandRails.com. And with me, as always, Grey Cup MVP, Corey Sheets. Did you catch the Grey Cup this weekend, Corey, since you you, you are the uh, ambassador of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders?
0: No, it's hard to watch it down in the States. Like You got to have like special... Some special subscription to something somewhere to watch it, but they don't usually they don't show it like they used to.
1: Yeah, I I remember watching yours on TV. I think they threw it on like ESPN two or something, but uh, I I do yeah. remember watching you on TV. It was like, hey, that's that's Corey. He's he's doing good.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it, it doesn't get as much as much play down here as it, it used to, which but, is unfortunate.
1: Yeah, I mean. It, you guys work just as hard as the NFL guys, man. I got, I got to respect it. And, yeah, I'm playing in a lot colder weather, too.
0: I mean, that, and you're playing – if you win the Grey Cup, most likely you've played 22 games, Oof. sometimes 23 if you take the long way.
1: Ooh, that's, that's a lot. And right. You end up playing some teams like, what, <laughs> like four times that way?
0: Yep. You play a couple teams four times if you do take the long way.
1: ooh, ooh. It's rough. (laughs) Hey, y'all, we got to take a break right now to pay for some stuff. So we will be right back after this ad. It's Thanksgiving, and we all know what that means. Football! And nothing goes better with football than turkey and betting. BetOnline has you covered all holiday season. More props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this Thanksgiving. Head to our new, updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus with promo code BLEAV, that's right, BLEAV, to receive your 50% bonus. And it's not just football. Online has pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, and even your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. But enough about Canada. Let's get back to the States here. Let's talk about the Music City Bowl here. I believe in our last one, we did not know Purdue's bowl destination. Uh, it was just a couple of days we recorded after the Indiana game. And things have been busy around here. Life has happened and whatnot. But it's time to talk about Purdue as they are headed back to the Music City Bowl for the first time since 2018. And hopefully, it will be a much better showing than that um, just unmerciful beating we took at the hands of Auburn. We get the Tennessee Volunteers, and it is the first time since December 31st, 1979, that Purdue and Tennessee will play in football. So, man, 1979. <laughs> yeah. I was two and a half months old. <laughs> I
0: not thought I of. Say this, I will say this for our
1: Purdue listeners out there. The last time Purdue and Tennessee played in a bowl game, the basketball team went to the Final Four a few months later. So, I'm just a messenger, and I'm putting that out there.
0: Hey, our basketball team, no one team in the country right now, ain't they?
1: Uh, no, they're number three now. They lost to Rutgers on uh, Thursday night. I don't know if you caught that. They uh, Ron Harper Jr. threw in a 40 foot game winner at the buzzer, beat them by two.
0: Oh, that's, that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> It's fun while it lasted. <laughs> hey, they're
1: still 9-1, and one, and they're number three in the nation. There's a lot of time left. There's a lot of time left in right, basketball.
0: Yeah, yeah they'll, they'll get back to number one. I'm not. I'm sure of that.
1: <laughs> but Good it, question. I think the,
0: yeah, what's your question? So you said Bell's not playing and Karloff is not playing. Is O'Connell playing? Yes. Not only is Aiden O'Connell playing,
1: he announced this week he will be returning for next season's uh he gets that free covid year where he can come back and play. He is returning for that next season. So, we already know the we already know the starting quarterback for next season,
0: which is a great thing to have. I, I, I didn't see that. I was happy I to see were, that he was coming back. <laughs> right. And you were part of
1: the last team that really had some continuity at quarterback with Curtis Painter being there for 4 years. So, Ever since that happened, Purdue's kind of had a rotating cast of quarterbacks.
0: I mean, that's – they've been rotating the coaches, so things like that happen. (laughs) (laughs) Finally got somebody in there that's going to be there for a little bit. I guess you find a good quarterback that's going to stick with you.
1: Yeah, and uh, it's good to see, and I think that'll help a lot because he's also got a couple of promising freshmen behind him. That uh, not quite ready yet for uh, not quite ready at the start, but it gives them a full year to get their feet at, get their feet wet, get out acclimated to the offense. I know the young Brady Allen four-star quarterback that's going to be signing his national letter of intent tomorrow. A lot of fans are excited about him, but how, how important is that to have that year to kind of develop, especially at the quarterback position?
0: I mean, like you just said, we've had to rotate and shift that quarterback. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't. it's, it's being hard just throwing somebody in the fire. Depending on the player, they're going to have a difficult time. But the great ones, you're able to do that, but not too often. You got to work with a quarterback and hone some skills because they have raw talent coming out of high school, which they probably just always had to just throw the ball now they might got to run a little bit or they might have to worry about blitzes and they didn't have to worry about that in high school so getting that getting that year watching the game and and letting it slow down is great to have as at the quarterback position
1: and it's got to also be big to have a guy like O'Connell there in front of you who not only <laughs> has the experience now but he's the ultimate example of how you learn and grow into the position. I mean, he's a guy that came to Purdue as a walk on. He was fourth string. Nobody expected him to play. And I, I think when I did my initial write up of him, because I do a profile each summer of every player based on their jersey number counting down to the kickoff. I think I wrote about him, Yeah, the only way he sees the field is if the guys in front of him get hurt and well, the guys in front of him got hurt. <laughs> and he <just> sees <laughs> moment, he ready to go. Uh, all
0: right. <laughs> hey, preparation means opportunity, or whatever that saying goes.
1: <laughs> right, right. But I know having him here for having him here for the bowl game will help. Gives us a lot of continuity. Gives us a shot. But uh, as you said, the biggest biggest uh, news story is that David Bell and George Karloftis will be sitting out. And they've elected to just prepare for the NFL draft. Do not blame them one iota for declaring for the draft. What do you kind of feel like uh, on their, what's your thoughts on their decision to sit out and uh, avoid injury and just kind of take it, take it a little cautious?
0: I agree. If their agent or whoever's telling, talking to them, telling them they're going to be, there on draft day, there's going to be an ESPN camera at your home or at the club or wherever you are that day. <laughs> so if you're a first day, second round guy, sit this out. This game is not going to change anything. But if you're a guy on the bubble, then you need to go play.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's what's interesting about the evolution of these bowl games is – more and more guys that are top level guys, unless you're in the playoff or one of the big money bowls, they're electing to sit out and, you know, save themselves for the draft. So it becomes almost like a glorified exhibition or even somewhat of a preseason game for the next year, especially with the new redshirt rules of if you're a freshman and you haven't played in a certain number of games, you can play in the bowl game and not lose your redshirt now. And that that makes it, a, it's kind of a weird crossover wow. in that way.
0: That's that's actually great because guys can sit out and then those like you just said, those guys that've been sitting all all year and go out there and playing this bowl game and it don't cost them anything. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. And they get the benefit of those extra practices. I mean, with Bell out, somebody's gotta be ready as a receiver now. So you're gonna see more Milton Wright, you're gonna see some more uh Some more T.J. Sheffield. You're going to see the finale of Jackson Anthrop. And you probably have one of those freshmen that has not played a whole lot this year. I'm thinking of a guy by the name of Preston Terrell here locally. I don't believe he's played in, I think he's played in maybe one game. You know, Maybe he gets a couple snaps out there, see what he can do. So, I mean, he's pretty promising. Put up some big numbers in high school. Let's see what he's got. And your opponent doesn't have any film on him either.
0: I doubt that happens, but. <laughs> if it does, more power to you. Take advantage of the rules. We didn't have that option back when I played. I remember a guy, my freshman year, they was about to burn his red shirt for for two quarters, and every every freshman on the uh, sideline was talking to him like, "Hey, do not go in there. Do not they don't step foot on that field." <laughs> <laughs> It was like, boy, well, you better not go out there. They'll figure it out. <laughs> They're
1: the ones that got in this position. They can fix it. They're getting right. paid enough money to fix it.
0: It was like, hey, don't you step foot on that field? Why don't you do it? Please don't do it. <laughs> it like, so Long what- story short, he didn't. He didn't do it, but he was about to. He was over there Ooh. warming up. <laughs>
1: So what is the atmosphere around the team for a bowl like this? Is it festive? Is it, you know, business-like? Is it a little bit of both or what?
0: It depends on a bowl, where they're going. What's the weather like in Nashville right now? Is it cold? <laughs> I think it could be a little bit of
1: anything this time of year, honestly.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's, a, it's a mixture of things. I know when we went to uh, Orlando, we was in good spirits. When we knew we were driving to uh, Detroit, <laughs> we really didn't give a damn. <laughs>
1: Especially since you were playing a team you'd already played that year.
0: All right, that part too. Like, we had already smacked them twice. Like <laughs> it was, We played them like three times in two years. It was like, oh my God. This is... Yeah. But yeah. Then – when we literally, when we got to Detroit, it was snowing and it didn't stop.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I, I remember that bowl game. Well, it, it was, you know, it, as a neutral fan, it's probably everything you wanted in a bowl game. Cause I think the final was like 51, 48. You turn the defenses off and you're just doing big play after big play after big play.
0: <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> It was a high-scoring game. It was a fun game. I was I was happy it was over, to be honest with you.
1: Uh, I, I was happy because at the time I was working a job, and uh, I was working with Chris Summers' dad, and Summers kicked the game-winning field goal, so I got to talk to him at work like the next week, and I was like, so how's that feel, dad? You, your son goes out and kicks a game-winning field goal in a bowl game. He's like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and
0: they so, say, hey, we, was at, we had trouble with that year with a kicker. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I remember one one play. I mean, one time we uh, they caught, caught us off the field. I'm like, "Oh, we might as well go for it." It's, he gonna miss the damn field goal. Like, Don't say that. Say, watch. Turned around. <laughs> See, told you, you might as well gave me the ball. <laughs> it's like, man, oh man. But I'm I'm excited to watch this bowl game. I think. I think it'd be a good game regardless of bell and uh sitting out on the offense yeah i think this should be a scoring game
1: hey y'all we got to take a break right now to pay for some stuff so we will be right back after this ad say goodbye to dull gifts this holiday season lightbox lab grown diamonds are the brightest gift of the year Using cutting-edge technology and innovative techniques, they've cracked the science, sparkle, and created the highest-quality lab-grown diamonds you can find at a light price—$800 per carat. They have the same chemical makeup of natural diamonds, but are just grown in a lab. Because of their process, they can create stones in blush pink and beautiful blue, as well as classic white. Lightbox lab-grown diamonds are the gift they'll never want to take off. Price so they don't have to. They really do make any outfit sparkle. Visit LightboxJewelry.com to add sparkle to your holiday shopping. That's LightboxJewelry.com. Lightbox Diamonds. Never a dull moment. Yeah, I, I think it'll be interesting too. They've got they've got a really solid quarterback, uh, Hinden Hooker, twenty five hundred yards passing, and I think the thing that stands out to me: twenty six touchdowns against only three interceptions. Uh, yeah, also, that was
0: literally the first thing I noticed when I looked up, Looked him up. I'm like, oh, I only threw three picks all year? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Smart guy. Right. And he, yeah. he's not stupid with the ball. <laughs>
1: he's mobile, too. He's got uh, 561 yards rushing and five touchdowns. So I think he's the closest player that we've seen to him is probably the Nebraska quarterback, Adrian Martinez. And Martinez threw a lot more picks. I think he had four in the game against us, so
0: <laughs> Yeah, but this this ain't that guy. <laughs> <laughs> He's a lot, a lot smarter with the ball than, than he was. But uh I don't know, it's just bowl games are always d- difficult for me. Cause it's it puts you in in, in a different space. Like, it's a different class of football when you like I'm I'm bet you Tennessee is, an, is used to playing a lot faster football than Purdue is going to be used to playing. But that was definitely playing, an issue
1: two, 3 years ago. That was there was definitely a speed and talent difference 3 years ago against Auburn. <laughs> I mean, don't
0: even, it only it doesn't really be a talent thing. It's just a, it's a speed thing and the game is just played a little, at a little faster pace with certain schools and certain conferences and I believe our defense will will, will do fine. I think on offense is where we'll it, you'll notice the difference. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. mm Mhm. Cuz that's usually usually where the problem is, is in the trenches.
1: And that's my biggest concern because I I always saw Karloftis this year, his his actual statistical numbers were not like eye-catching or anything. It's not like he had 17 sacks and 110 tackles or anything, but it was just the attention that he got on every play that made the rest of the defense better. And you can't replicate that with whoever's going to back him up. I mean, whoever you throw in there is not going to instantly demand a double team on every play, or he's going to get to the quarterback. And that, that (laughs) (laughs) and I think that's the biggest difference that he made is, just his presence made the defense better because if you got two guys blocking him, suddenly it's ten on nine defensively, and that's that's a little bit better.
0: Right, I mean, really ten on eight because the quarterback ain't blocking a soul.
1: This true, <laughs> so yeah, so ten man. on eight.
0: <laughs> right. So I'm getting good numbers.
1: Yeah, and especially against a mobile quarterback like this, it's it gives him a little pause for concern there. Uh, and they, they've they got some good receivers, too. Uh, Cedric Tillman, 57 catches, 931 yards and nine touchdowns. And then Villas Jones Jr., 52 catches, 722 and six. You put those two guys together, and you basically got uh, a pretty good facsimile of David Bell and Milton Wright, honestly.
0: Damn, he's 6'3", 215?
1: That's a big receiver. <laughs> That's a big
0: man right there. <laughs> mm. we don't got nothing it, that could cover that right there
1: <laughs> Yeah, but it, nah our
0: I, I receivers I mean our DBs I mean they did well against Ohio State even though they did they, they got out of hand late <laughs> <and> <lake. laughs> did they <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think that game was more of a a, a a complete asshole. It wasn't just you couldn't put that just on them.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, we couldn't stop them. Uh, that, no, up. that I quarterback
0: was tough. a bad man.
1: Uh, he he was in New York for the Heisman, so of course he was a bad <laughs> that man. Quarter,
0: that quarterback was a bad man. I, that was I think that was more of that than the receivers. <laughs> they still had some really good receivers to throw to. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, they, they did. But still, like our, our defense doesn't didn't give up too many. Oh, that's a lot of work right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. It, it's yeah. gonna be fun to watch. I can't wait to see it. To be honest with you, I just
1: I don't want them to get embarrassed like they did three years ago because it was apparent very early on in that Auburn game that we weren't even worthy of being on the same field as them. I mean, when it's fifty-six to seven at halftime. And you're just like, you're just like, man. What, why? How do you even come out for the second half of that? Really?
0: <laughs> I got a better question for you. What the hell do you tell your players in in, in the halftime speech? Because, <laughs> 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 if you if you get your ass kicked, fifty sixth or whatever, that's it. That's it. the coaches are getting their ass kicked. The players is getting their ass kicked. How the cheerleaders might even be getting their ass kicked. <laughs> That's
1: when you go to those freshmen that haven't played, and be like, hey, why don't you go get some practice out there? There's some real good guys hey, you can hey, practice
0: hey, against. Hey, hey go warm on, Hey, one more. You're gonna get get a couple snaps in there. <laughs> <laughs> I know you don't know what you're doing, but don't it don't matter at this point. <laughs>
1: well, what are they gonna do? Beat us by fifty? They already are.
0: <laughs> yeah, hey, hey, you look at that's when you look across your coach look across there, like, hey, cut this shit out. We call the dogs off. <laughs>
1: But I don't yeah, think I that's going
0: to happen this year.
1: I don't think so either. Uh, I think we can at least be competitive in this one. I think another factor of that, uh, that game three years ago is I know Purdue had some injuries to some real frontline defensive guys. And it was still early in Brahms' tenure. He hadn't built up a ton of depth yet. So if you're real thin at a couple positions and then you lose guys, you're going to get exposed real quick. And that's kind of what happened. So. I, I think there's Wait. more depth this year, and I think we gotta. I think it'll look better at least.
0: No, I'm not. I, I'm not. I'm not even worried. I, I, my worry just left. Have you looked at the scores of these games that they've played?
1: Yeah. Well, it's interesting because they've taken care of business at the teams they should beat, but they lost to Alabama and Georgia, both in the playoff. Ole Miss is in one of the big money bowls. Pitt won the is in one of the big money bowls. So, four of their five losses are to, you know, arguably the 12 best teams in the nation.
0: Right. Yeah, and, and we've, we've beaten, <laughs> I mean, top five teams, top three teams. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, we did beat Michigan State. And uh, Michigan State had, a, you know, they're in one of the big money bowls themselves. So, I mean, you look at who they have actually beaten and their best win is probably Kentucky, 45-42. And, you know, Kentucky had a real good season. They're 9-3. and three. They're playing Iowa in the Citrus Bowl. So, you know, they're playing on New Year's Day. That, that's a really decent win. But, you know, they put up some good numbers against South Alabama, Vanderbilt, Missouri, South Carolina, Bowling Green.
0: <laughs> I'm no longer worried. <laughs> Well, I changed my mind. We are go, we gonna take care of business like we've been doing, without <laughs> those two guys that are uh, sitting out. I ain't worried about this no more. <laughs> now, I will say this: uh, they put up 17
1: points on Alabama or on Georgia, which is the most that Georgia gave up in the regular season before they ran into Alabama. So. Yeah, they lost 41-17, but at the time, it was looking like 17 was, you've done something if you put up 17 on Georgia.
0: So, And then, yeah, Georgia got exposed, and then Alabama took care of business to that exposure.
1: (laughs) So, it's going to be interesting. And I I always like bowl games because you get to see opponents that you don't normally see very often. Uh, Obviously, you guys played Central Michigan, that's a little bit different, but – but it's it's nice to see oh hey tennessee cool we haven't played them in 40 some odd years that's great
0: and color clash that's really oh, what yeah. it'd be. The, the, i feel like other 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 conferences colors are a little bit brighter in the big 10 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the jerseys look a little, just look a little bit better
1: <laughs> now how much does a win in a bowl game help going into the next season
0: uh depends on the on the bowl game. Depends on who you, who you played, and it depends on how many people are returning. Yeah, to be honest with you, because if you if you got a class of twenty guys leaving, you got to figure at least fifteen of them was big contributors.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, but how many we got returning? I mean, not returning. How many we got leaving?
1: Ah, uh, I people mean there there's a good number that will be back uh that's that's what's the fascinating thing about this is obviously you lose the two biggest guns i mean bell and carloftis or bell and carloftis you you don't get better by losing those guys uh but you know purdue has got a lot coming back uh, they've got right coming back offensively they got o'connell's coming back um They've got a cut. I mean, all the running backs are coming back, and hopefully, it'll be better. Plus, uh, you've got Samson James. Samson James is supposed to be good. He had to sit out this year due to a transfer. So, aside from Bell, you've got most of the main offensive weapons coming back, and that's that's a good spot to be in, honestly.
0: I mean, but yeah, our defense is is really the is our bread and butter, and it's not often you can say that at Purdue, honestly. I mean, shit. <laughs> they always got DNs. Yeah. I don't see a lot of senior names on here. It's one, two, three, four, five. That's, yeah, we got a lot of people coming back.
1: Six. And And I do know that a large number of the seniors have that option of returning because essentially last year didn't count as – a year of eligibility for anybody that was on the roster and they can come back an extra year now on the end. They have, they will now count on against the scholarship limit. So you've got to juggle that with the incoming freshman class, but a large number of them could decide, yeah, I'd like to come back.
0: (laughs) I mean, depending on the, the, I mean, how how does that work? Does it, do they get like, um, like how it is in basketball, if you get drafted or don't get drafted, you can come back and still play if you don't get an agent or something like that?
1: Um, I think I think once you declare and sign an agent, yeah, you, you're you gone. Um, I believe you can also, like in basketball now, I think you can get, like, advised by an agent without officially hiring one. It's a, It's a little bit of a gray area, but I know that they have a certain date where you have to basically decide, yes, I'm staying or no, I'm going. Um, but as far Shit,
0: as, I, thought it, I know, I thought it was basketball. If you don't get, if, if you don't get picked up, you can come back.
1: <laughs> nah, nah, no, no, unfortunately, no, it's not the case. Yeah. It you, changed you, you that. Gotta decide. Okay. Baseball's always been that way. Baseball's always been that way, but. But Man. yeah, it's, it's interesting. It, it's going to be a weird situation for a couple of years because this is going to be, everybody getting that extra year on the back end is going to be affecting people for another two or three seasons. So
0: How about to say that that shit maybe last one more season. I ain't going to let that slide too much longer. <laughs>
1: well, it, Especially, it goes,
0: especially with these kids getting paid now. Yeah. <laughs> well, They're it officially goes
1: teacher. it officially goes anybody who was on last year's roster gets that option. So like none of the true freshmen this year have that option on the end. So gotcha.
0: So it could last for – if you was a freshman last year, it could last you four or five years.
1: Right. You could, you could end up being there six years. And then you had guys that were uh, – you had guys that were seniors last year that were fifth-year seniors. They had the option to come back, and it was a special case for them this year – if they came back, they didn't count against the scholarship limit because it was wow. considered the, oh, you lost your senior year, so you get it back. And right. so, like, Jackson Anthrop was one of those guys. He's in his sixth year of the program.
0: Gotcha. Something like that <laughs> happened with a, a, a teammate of mine named Tori Williams. He was there six years. I remember because Got hurt. Came back. Got hurt again. Came back, got hurt again. Like, God damn. <laughs> I felt
1: bad for him, man. I, he kept getting hurt. I know one year I think he got hurt on, like, the opening kickoff of the season.
0: Yeah, it was, it was an opening. It was a, It was an opening game. He caught a, a, a interception. And when he came down, hyperextended his knee. I ain't never seen, seen something bend so far back before in my life. It was like, oh, my God. Oof. Ouch. Why? <laughs> That's gonna happen to somebody else. <laughs> See, I also remember Tori
1: because there is the funny story that broke that he got busted stealing condoms from the payless and Sagamore. Probably.
0: Hey man, chill out, chill out, chill out. <laughs> <laughs> hey <laughs> That's funny you said that. <laughs>
1: There's the whole. You never know what you need in an emergency, but it's also college. You can get them anywhere for crying out loud.
0: I want not even the bad part. He had oh. the money to pay. He had the money to pay for him in his pocket. <laughs> <laughs> oh my, my goodness! Life. All
1: right, so that that's just going to go into the uh, behind the rails after dark portion of the of the evening, but. We can probably start driving this thing uh, into the station. Uh, obviously, we're going to have a couple weeks still. I guess my final question is: How weird is it to be off for football, ramp it up for one game, and then you shut it down for the off season? That's that's got to be strange, especially since you played professionally. You don't have those, you know, three, four long, three or four week long buys or anything.
0: It's a blessing because your body gets to heal. After a season of how many what's the, how many games they play now? Twelve. <laughs> yeah, twelve games. You're tired and sore, and everything hurts. You're not sleeping well because your arms are falling asleep in the middle of the night. Like, mm. <laughs> so having three four weeks off is great. Then on top of that, you don't got to go to class. Woo! It's just you wake up, you eat, you go to practice, you work out. Then you go home and play a video game all day.
1: <laughs> hey, I'd take that right now, honestly. <laughs> all
0: right. Hey, all the bills are paid. Is food there. You ain't got to worry about where food coming from. Bowl, bowl prep is, is great. And then really your your main concern is what bowl gift you're getting. Oh, there you go. And we'll your, have to. Your friends are talking to each, each other. It's crazy, like he talking to everybody around the league and around the, around the country. is like, hey, what y'all get for y'all? Both people getting iPods and the iPads and TVs, and it's an exciting time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, wow, that that's great. So, what what's your what's your pick for this game? And see, it's what two weeks, two and a half weeks from today. It's the fourteenth as
0: we're recording this. Yeah. I'm, I'm sticking with the home team. You know I'm sticking with the home team, but I, I, I feel like it's going to be a, a – at first, we're going, to, we're going to score on each other a lot. Then it's going to come down to whichever coach makes the adjustments at halftime, and you go from there. But I believe Coach Brahm is going to pull it out. He's been That's making adjustments this past few uh, games. Later in the season, it's been working. I think that trend is going to stick.
1: I, I like that, and I really like what Aiden O'Connell's been able to do. I think he's going to have to stay hot. But a guy hasn't thrown a pick in five games, and he's looked really good in doing so. So, yeah, he's, he's actually set a new single-season record for completion percentage at Purdue. He's completed like 75% of his passes or something, which is just absolutely an absurd number. Huh. <laughs> But uh, setting himself up, setting yourself up, yeah, either that or I uh, just jinxed him and he's throwing five picks,
0: one of the two. <laughs> well, you ain't got nothing to do with Tennessee, <laughs> no man. <laughs> they might get down there and want to party in Nashville, and boom, easy win for us.
1: I remember there was a game where a bowl game where they thought, "Oh, we're just playing Purdue. That's an easy win." And uh, Purdue kind of went out and kicked their ass when it was Kansas State uh, back in 1998. One of the one of the best bowl games I've ever watched.
0: <laughs> Is that back when Drew Brees was playing.
1: That was that was the legend. That was where the legend started, my friend. That was the 80 oh. yard drive in a minute to win the bowl game.
0: Yeah, I mean that's, that's Drew though. That shit don't count. <laughs> so like certain things are exceptions. Like eh. <laughs> like you start talking about uh, like when Vince Young was playing. Like certain guys; they're exceptions to the rules. Like Drew one of those guys that's an exception. He, he did things that you just didn't see.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, he is one of the best to play the game at that position. So,
0: <laughs> point proven.
1: <laughs> All righty, well. We do thank you for making it through the season here with us. Um, we will be back after the bowl game, probably for just one final uh, episode to wrap up the season. And maybe a little bit throughout the off season. I don't know yet. Uh, I'm going to yeah, be out of bet, town
0: we here. Got, we definitely got to, uh, we got to follow Carl Loftus and Bell. Uh. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, we got to do that. We, got, we can come up with some off season content. I'm
0: sure. I'm yeah, sure. We, got to, we got to follow the guys to the draft. They're going to the Indy. Yeah. <laughs> always love that. All summer. right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely.
1: All righty. But yeah, we will be back after the bowl game. I'm going to be out of town here for about a week and a half here and we'll be back in time to watch this and hopefully we'll see a Purdue victory and a nine win season for the first time in 18 years, which sounds really, really good if we can pull that off. So for myself, for Corey sheets, this has been the behind the rails podcast and boiler up.
0: I say Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, and BTFU.
1: (laughs) The Behind the Rails podcast is brought to you by Bet Online. Please visit our sponsor, Bet Online, for the best in college sports odds.